1: Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the Winning Six Podcast, official podcast of bookpasscom I'm your host, site expert Adam McGee, and joining me as usual, it's back to normal, Jordan, it's just me and you, Jordan Tresky. Hello! Hi, Jordan. Um, we are Hello here... to you too. We are here sooner than anticipated. And
0: Why? Oh
1: Well, I don't quite have the pep in my step that Jordan clearly sounds to have. <laughs> um, I, we're basically here under what's close to the worst possible circumstances. Um, and that is, as you will all know by now, that Jabari Parker has torn his anterior cruciate ligament, his ACL, in his left knee for the second time. Same injury he suffered... In Phoenix, in his rookie season, that's um, missed just under 11 months.
0: Same way, too. It's literally, like, if you look at the clip, it looks the same.
1: It's basically just kind of leaning into the right, looking for contact, and then losing his balance and his left knee buckling from under him. Um, So, yeah, almost a carbon copy of what happened in his rookie season. He is set to undergo surgery. He will be out for 12 months. That's a year. That is a year, and that is a very long time. Um, particularly for it to happen at this time of the year. I don't know if you know what I'm getting at here, but because of the, I guess, the breaks in the NBA season, you can kind of, you can gain and lose in places. Obviously, if... He'd had this injury just before season starts. Well, then there's a little bit more. But effectively, he's going to miss half of this season, ju- just about over half of next season. And that's if he comes back on schedule, which one thing, them letting him come back ahead of schedule the first time around, I mean, would anyone be be surprised if this time next year, it was like, you know what? um, You just sit the rest of the season out. It would definitely seem like something that could be in play. We normally have some sort of vision of how the podcast will go. We don't in this case. This is just gonna be therapy. We're gonna talk through it. And we have some mailbag questions, we'll get to at the end. But in the meantime, it's just just me and you, Jordan, trying to figure all of this out. Yes where do you want to start do you want to do you want to go straight for the long-term picture should we look at the short-term picture will we go with the books to begin with we go from jabari's perspective
0: um hmm. uh, i i don't know i guess we could do short term
1: right let's start with the easily the least important part of all of this <laughs> the stuff that really i could not care much less about Um, like I saw this some of this last night, a lot of this today, even. I was like, well, what who's going to start now? I mean, who cares? Um, do you agree with me that this this season is like this season is like put a fork in it, it is done, it is gone beyond repair. Um, playoffs are not even it's not a prayer that they reach the playoffs, and if anything, they're going to be even worse than we've seen overall in the season. Maybe what we've been seeing recently will become a common feature of their play from that to the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we were – I was very close to that already, <laughs> uh, judging by how the last month-plus has gone. Um, and then this is just kind of the kicker, cherry on top, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think – I don't think they're – even with how – where they stand, they're, what, 10th and – the race for the eighth seed is pretty—it's awful. Regardless, if they were to somehow, you know, make a run, um, there's that. What I'm trying to say is, there's—it's not a high bar to clear to make the eighth seed or to get the eighth seed in the East. But there's just so many more problems uh, for this team right now. And then Jabari going down, who, even though we have talked about before, like Bucks are better uh, with them on the month court, all this, like all that stuff, like. You're still losing the second best player playing this season for your team. And the alternatives are fine for now. I mean, they're band aids. That's what they are, really. Um,
1: they're so- not even. I mean, they're not. You're not going to. They can't find 20 points per game by committee. They even, even between like. Yeah, well maybe he could and that'd be a great way to get us right to the top of the lottery if he's getting enough shots for that. I mean the I guess the cruelest part in all of this is the part that you literally if you were to write for a movie You'd stop and rewrite it because you'd be just like no, no one believed that that's just too much for everyone to bear and this is Jabari going down for 12 months on the same night that Chris Middleton makes yeah. his debut for the season.
0: That is the ultimate Bucks Bucks thing that ever happened. I'm they not played lying. Six,
1: six minutes total together on the season. That's no matter what this season becomes, we'll look back on it and say the Bucks had Chris Middleton, Jabari Parker on the floor for a total of six minutes together.
0: Did they all play with was, was there any play I, time between the three? I know Kid had know. comments about it before.
1: I think there was, but it couldn't have been more than a couple of minutes so that considering considering what's the main motivation and i guess the driving factor in not just books fans but people from around the nba in sort of positioning the books as a team who can go on and contend for things longer term it's always been about those three guys so a season where if they did play together at all which we'll have to check on but I mean, at most, they played two minutes together. That's not going to be ideal. Um, and it's even worse in a way that it's, you know, you're switching between two guys. And that we talked about this before. Middleton may not be the same this year at all. Um, I don't want to get into now the fact that he, I don't, maybe he has other issues developed from his injury longer term um, or the hamstring becomes a kind of recurring problem for him. I, I don't feel now is the time to go there, but, you know,
0: no, you it, just
1: did. It's a play. It's, it is it is a play. Um, not a recurring thing in the way that Jabari's is. It's not quite as similar, but it we talked about this in the past. It could be something that, you know, a week here, two weeks there, that it just tightens up and he might strain it, sprain it a little bit more often. Um, but really with all of this, it just leaves you in a place where, you're not going to fill that gap. Middleton, I don't think, can even maybe by the time the season is finished, get back to even as a say, 16, 17 point per game range.
0: And right now, I don't
1: know if you want them to. I, I don't know if you really give any thought to him playing over 30 minutes at any point this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would hope not. I mean, they have a minute's restrictions, but we know.
1: Yeah, but even when he passes that, so say he clears that a month from now and there's a month left. Like two games from now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell about how they adhere to minutes restrictions.
1: Well, I was impressed. He played exactly 15 minutes and kids at <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes. So now that he stick to it, he stuck to the low end of the scale, which mm-hmm. was um, surprising, pleasantly surprising. Maybe the only pleasant surprise out of last night's game. <laughs> There's no real way I can see this team ending up with a pick that isn't better than what they had last year. At the moment, they're in position for the 11th overall pick. And they have 22 wins. You can go up to the Magic in the fifth. In position for the fifth pick at the moment, they have 20 wins. Um, The books have 29 losses. You are looking at a bigger gap in the loss column. But still, for most of the teams ahead of them, before you get the to top five range, you're in the two to five loss range. Um, and including teams like the, the Knicks, the Kings, the Mavs, uh, Timberwolves, the Pelicans, like they're the teams in the six to 10 range right now. I don't expect all of those teams to finish the season considerably stronger than the books probably will like Dallas maybe have less reason to but they have improved significantly of late and the whole Rick Carlisle effect I guess is kicking in there yogi yeah that's helped Uh, that's absolutely helped (laughs) really it is gonna probably pretty quickly turn to let's look at the lottery and in a draft class that's said to be the most stacked since um, uh, probably at least since Jabari Parker went second overall.
0: Or 15. That's... I mean, 15 was pretty stacked, too.
1: It was yeah. stacked. Okay, I, I thought that I was a joke for a second, so I had to stop and think. But that was... Cat Yeah, Porzingis. Porzingis. I mean, even if that was all that was in it, that's a pretty good draft.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: top-heavy. That's what it is. But yeah, okay. So I guess the point that we have to get to and look at this at the question that people are inevitably going to ask, and it's sort of the dream scenario. Could this be... It's not a blessing in disguise. I tried to go there, but it's not. But could some good come out of this regardless? It's
0: not even a master of disguise. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it does we talk about like timeline stuff a lot. We talked about it on our 100th episode a lot. Um, so I think from that perspective, I mean, okay. If you have a top 10 pick, top five pick, wherever they land, like sure. Having that asset is really good and having a, having, you know, selective player that may be best player available or do both where best player available or, and it, fills a need that's great but it also readjusts your timeline when you already have two guys already going to be locked in for uh their second contracts with Middleton and Giannis Jabari was well on his way to getting his own contract extension which probably would have happened this summer now that's shrouded in doubts I'm not even going to guess what how that even goes we, get, well, we get
1: to the contract we get to the contract but i think when you say was well in his way that's the point i mean what is the book's timeline anymore because in one way i feel like their timeline has been the planning part of this timeline has just disintegrated in my eyes because like jabari comes back and reads. Really I,
0: did... I wouldn't say i wouldn't say planning i wouldn't i would say results like
1: When I say planning, I mean like the building stage of it. Because by 2018-19, Giannis is going to be good enough to kind of start winning. You're not far off from Middleton becoming a free agent. And we don't know what Jabari is anymore. On top of all of those things, I mean, at that stage, uh, Ton is in his third year. You're in a new arena, which we know the expectations that we're always going to be there for that. Like, that's a very different situation. And the time that they had to build, and we talk like, oh, the benefit of, you know, playoff experience. Um, Jabari Parker has yet to play in the playoffs because he missed it the last time. If they somehow figured out, which they won't this year, he'd miss it again. He may not be healthy enough to play if they were to get there next year. It becomes a thing that, You know, they could be kind of really good but still learning on the job next time something comes around. And that's that's the best case scenario. That's assuming they still get to a place where they are really good as a team. Like I just don't know what is the timeline. Is there a chance now that you know if you get a top five pick, well, your timeline is a little bit more elongated. Maybe maybe Middleton isn't the feasible piece long term just because of salary-wise. Maybe he is and Jabari will end up paid less because of the injuries. And maybe you do now have room for sort of tears and different ages. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough thing to kind of project forward to. But I'm just not so sure that what we were seeing as the timeline, if it is anymore, because I don't, I don't buy that they can just kind of arrive at the place where they're ready to contend, which is what really they'll have to do as a team. Jabari may, look, Jabari, if this doesn't work out and he's never the same player again, he's no longer a part of the plan. The thing with that is they're going to have to assume that he is a part of the plan until he isn't, and we're talking 2018-19, possibly even 2019-20 in terms of having seen enough to say, okay, he's not the guy who he once could have been, if not for the injuries. At that point, you're so deep into this that the time for learning is gone, your win now, or... You're looking at guys not coming back on their next deal.
0: Yeah. It's it's kind of like where the jazz are right now. Like that's I mean, I think that's a pretty good like barometer for where the bucks could end up being.
1: Right. Where um and exactly because even they're so things have been so, I guess, they they're so stacked at so many positions because injuries kept derailing seasons and they just continue yep. to pick up good players and drafts, that it ends up they have a really great team, but they reach that point and immediately they have to make decisions on who stays and who goes because you can't afford to keep them all and they're all up for extension.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, what was the original question? Where am I? Forgetting? <laughs> right.
1: Well, what I, I well, you redirected you to was just what is their timeline now? Like, I oh. just... Um well
0: hindsight is twenty twenty. Barbara Walters. Uh I don't know. I, I really exactly don't know. The
1: last time I heard people talking about Barbara Walters, a bad stuff happened soon after. So I don't need any more of that. Oh yeah, that's true. I always feel something something's off when Gus Johnson and Johnny Mac are Paired together on the broadcast. It's
0: why I, it is my favorite pairing? I, well, it, I mean, it's, it's, it
1: seemed fitting that that was the duo on when something like this is horrible and strange as this would happen. Because you're kind of like, well, why? Like, what kind of world is this where those two guys end up paired together to commentate on a books game? It's really quite bizarre.
0: I, I think it's a match in heaven. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is my heaven. Um, anyway, uh, to answer the question seriously, uh, I don't know what their timeline is. I mean, you can, like you said before, you can stick a fork in this season as far as playoffs. We are certainly lottery bound at this point. Uh, next year, I have no idea. I have, I mean, expectations for next year. It, it's crazy to think ahead that way, but you have to now, especially with something as – Big as this injury is, and I mean, I have no idea. I mean, we were already talking about this a couple of podcasts ago, and then when last week happened with the trade, we were thinking, okay, well now Monroe, his like decision, free agency decision, gets even bigger. Uh, Snell obviously was is still with you know within that list. Now with Jabari out, like I have no idea, like. How that affects draft-wise? How that affects free agency? How that affects possible trades? I'm not saying for the trade deadline the next two weeks. But, I mean, what do you do? I have no idea. Like, there's just so many different questions that have come up within the last two weeks that we weren't – we were kind of – I mean, uh, we were not hoping for – anything happening this serious to, like, any player for the Bucks, obviously. But we were kind of hoping for at least with the center question, like, have something moving forward or have some part of it resolved with, you know, whether it was training someone. But now, I mean, there's just – I don't know. It's, it's all gone uh, awry the last two weeks, uh, that's for sure.
1: I, I think it forces decisions in a lot of ways. and I think some of the decisions that I arrive to will be not to do anything, and that's the only thing they can do. like i I actually think this decreases the chance of the books making any kind of like really major trade in the next next few years.
0: So we're not gonna reacquire my incredible
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, you could probably get him for Spencer Halls right now. so I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a play. Um, I I don't see a big deal, a big name. I think the days of thinking the books could uh, bundle these players together and get this—that's gone. Um, one a reason for that—they existed too. Yeah, but I mean, look. One reason for that is we were never among this kind of this kind of gang. But many people, Action. many people chose to say, "Oh, what if we traded Jabari now? What do we get for it whatever you would have gotten? You know right now aren't getting a lot for you know if like you you'll find a team who is re has really got nothing going on and they're like yeah we'll take that risk because if he can come back and be healthy we've looked our way into a star player which we wouldn't wouldn't otherwise have but you're gone beyond the point of like teams of real assets willing to talk on it so without that then you're not trading Yanis. What does giving up Chris Middleton achieve? And past that, you're talking about getting rid of future picks, which if, for example, Jabari is never the same again, will be more important than ever. Like, those kind of big deals are gone. I do fully expect one deal, if not more, before the trade deadline in a very very low-key John Hammond fashion.
0: Goodbye, Shad.
1: Uh, who's going to take him unless they have to wave someone? I think he'll be around. But this whole center lockdown uh, Delaware
0: 80 or 87ers is that what I don't <laughs> their know. Will they
1: take him? I don't know. Um, <laughs> they just got Nate Robb. I, I think the books need a small forward, is really what I think because we've talked a lot about they have guys who can play. In all of kids' discussions on positions, he'd always count both Yanis and Jabari as able to play the three and the four. And we talk about this way back when they had no cover, like before Beasley signed or before the Beasley trade and um, before some other things shook out in the summer, we used to say, you can't do that because an injury to one guy means the other has to play one position, even no cover at the other, which is what's happened now. So there's a really strong ch- chance... You know what, Yanis could be the four, but for some point this season, if not into next season, um, that's really dependent, I guess, on Middleton come back healthy. Tony Snell also starting. I think that's probably the book's most competitive team in the near future. Although Middleton wouldn't be ready now, even if you're playing Yanis at the three, Mirtza and Beasley are both they're both fours. I don't think there's any real chance of playing them at the three. And then what you've got, Middleton. Snell, I'm not even going to mention Vaughn at the two, and Middleton and Snell could technically... Don't, don't think about Jet
0: I mean, he is kind of... Yeah,
1: a... Jet is valid. Um, like, with that, I just think they're very thin a small forward, particularly mm-hmm. if they need they need a swing, man. They, they need a two-tree because there will be moments, even if not together, where Chris is going to end up playing the tree, Snell is going to end up playing the tree and they need more depth there. So where maybe a few days ago it was in play that they might have just hung on to the whole five centers thing um, and rolled with that, and a ton of guys who can play power forward as well, they now need to flip someone into a small forward. I fully expect that. The books have proven they're actually really good at getting those minor deals done. Um, Really good. Like you see teams who need to do that and are on the cusp of winning, and they don't manage to do it. But John Hammond has done a great job of that recently. The gambler. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping for another gamble and I'm expecting it. Something, don't get too excited, but in the realm of what the snail and Beasley deals were. I, I know you're not... You made a face when I said that I could see trades, but do you see that as being plausible that they try to make another minor move like that?
0: Uh, maybe. I, I mean... I don't know. I wouldn't hold my breath. I mean, because just stinks. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Sort of. That was dumb. Doesn't I can't
1: sense s- Jordan, but um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, no, I would not hold my breath for a, a trade deadline deal.
1: Right. Well, that's Jordan's take. Mine is we're getting a trade, people. So buckle up. <laughs> um. Outside of that, onto free agency, I I think this increases. The <laughs> there's
0: a weird excitement in your voice. the free agency. Sir. Yeah,
1: well, I I do think we've got a clearer picture. I think there's good reason to really push hard for Boatman, Monroe, and Snell. Uh, maybe the most interesting development of all of this, when things eventually settle down, say when Middleton gets healthier again, is. Monroe could potentially get some time starting without worrying you're going to be paired with Jabari again. Now, that's true. The, the biggest issue with that is um, take Monroe out of the bench, Yona. Know, and yes. I have no idea what that is.
0: Spencer Haas to save the day.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's Bees and Teletovic going, like, just chucking shot after shot.
0: I mean, that would make sense, though. I mean, obviously, a. We could, like we said before last week, we, you could roll out a starting lineup of all centers if you really wanted to, but putting Monroe in the starting lineup would not be that bad of a decision. Because then you pair, you think of like pairing like Henson with Bees or Tiletovich, even Hibbert. Yeah. I, I, we can't forget Hibbert's
1: actually... I was... think of a, a lineup, right? So if you do that, even before the second unit, you could, again, get. this is a little bit down the line, assuming Middleton is healthy and he recovers. like You could be looking at a lineup later in this season into starting next season of, say, Brogdon starting again, because if you're starting Moose, you should start Brogdon. Middleton, Snell, Yanis, and Monroe. And that should be a really good defensive group even if Monroe, that's wasn't. a one
0: seed. That's one seed material game. That's a one seed.
1: <laughs> that, no, but that isn't like we will joke about that. But that isn't That's a good. That's a good yeah. starting lineup. Yeah. Like, that's a lineup that would be competitive if it had a really solid bench behind it. That would make the playoffs. Like I don't feel like that would be out of the question that they could not make the playoffs with sort of solid seating next year. If that's their group and more players don't have horrific injuries, which I mean, I know I'm clutching at straws not to expect that. But I think that's interesting. And then behind that, you are looking at something that I know it's a little risky. Something that's maybe Delhi Jet. Bees. Bees, Teletovich, and hence at are Hibbert. Like I mean, that's that's not the best, but I'm ready.
0: I'm ready. I embrace it with open arms.
1: There is more of a chance of Monroe starting again now, if he was to stay beyond this season, though, and even in the remainder of this year without Jabari, because I think it's no secret that was part of the concern is the two of them together is not a good idea side by side, where if you're pairing Monroe alongside, say, Giannis, that works. I do think that only works if Giannis is at the four, so you're possibly playing Middleton and Snell, like you don't want Monroe. If you weren't doing Monroe and Jabari together, you don't want Monroe and Mirza or uh, Monroe and Beasley as your starting front court. It's one thing on the bench when you kind of you've no option, but to start with that is sending out quite the message. Yes, it is. So I would see more opportunity for Monroe, which means if he opts out. I think the Bucks still have every reason to go to go after bring him back and to at least see what that price is and it could possibly give him more reason to consider coming back and who knows he probably has them well maybe not because he's not going to be in the playoffs again I was i to say maybe he's the most he's still going to be consider, hungry for those playoffs to consider opting in and um, than ever before but maybe the idea of not making it this season and not having jabari parker for over half of next season May also negatively impact his his uh, consideration of the books. He, if you
0: if you were to leave, it'd be exactly how he arrived. <laughs> the Bucks not having Jamari due to it's really, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, and I was very unlucky, isn't he? Really, like in every in every way, aside from the fact that he's a professional basketball player who gets paid quite well, <laughs> um, he doesn't get any calls. Like, he really I, I – it's got ridiculous. I know some people have said this with Jabari, but I feel like Monroe might be the most overlooked player by referees neck neck. in the league. You think that can act really?
0: Yeah, because – yeah. Maybe we have a more of a history of Monroe not getting it than Jabari, but um, it's close, I would say.
1: Okay. I'll bow to you on that. Tony Snell, this definitely boosts his case further for coming back, right? If they're going to need more cover, potentially at the tree. Once again, not his natural position, but it wouldn't really be an issue for him and Middleton, both healthy, to cover the two and three between. them.
0: Yeah, I think it's a certainty. I, I was already thinking that last week. But now it's like... But now it's even more so. I mean, could retire, Rashad Vaughn,
1: I mean, you have you should, to you should, no look you, Rashad Vaughn shouldn't be there next year
0: I know but I'm just saying like those options if you weren't to have Tony stone
1: yeah you'd be looking for someone anyway so why not pay Snell you'd or... be
0: looking for Tony stone by the way <laughs> I believe his new album more cover is coming out uh, in June you said more cover
1: right wow um
0: I'm in a weird mood
1: this i I think it's a, in a weird mood. The books are a particularly good spot for Tony Snell now that's one thing I say I don't know if he could ever find a more perfect spot. Good because...
0: spot is this follow up <laughs> <Sorry.
1: laughs> there's a he's coming sort of looked out and getting to come in and replace Middleton as a starter and realistically there's a chance for him to start for the next twelve months as well, which no what happens. yeah. He would. <laughs> no matter no matter what happens for Selby <laughs> beyond that point. I mean, he'll have had probably the longest stretch in his career to prove himself and really show what he can do. And if he can play like he has been recently, he could do a bit. He's actually very useful. I was I was very impressed with him last night. Side note, but one of the very few players he gave away two terrible trees to begin the game. They were both wide open in the left corner, which was his side at the time. Um, but after that, his energy defensively was excellent. He made 2-4-3, I think. Just continues being really solid. So, free agency, like, I mean, I don't think it's going to be exciting in terms of lots of new names, but I think Monroe and Snell, there's good reason to get to Jabari more specifically. I guess, first of all, just... I don't to talk about this and this happening to Jabari. I've, I've seen a lot of different injuries to athletes across different sports in all the years that I've been watching. Um, there's been plenty that I've found pretty hard to stomach. I've never, never been hit as hard by an injury as this one. I, I think a 21-year-old guy having this particular injury, tearing his ACL twice in three years, Having come back kind of against the odds from it, averaging over 20 points a game. And then you add into that, I mean, the guy Jabari clearly is. Um, it's a course like this coincides the news today with an incredible piece from Jordan Ritter Khan of The Ringer, um, a long form feature on Jabari. And it's so much more bittersweet to be reading it in the context of what was happening, where you're looking at a guy who is basically kind of being groomed for this for stardom for superstardom he's worked his entire life for it he's kind of figured out how to shape everything he does and thinks about life and the world around him around this idea and now he's having to face the prospect that it may never be the same again at the age of 21 like just for Jabari himself or how hard how Jabari worked is as a guy I think it's truly heartbreaking. There's not a lot of injuries in the NBA that are going to be, you're like, oh, all injuries are terrible, but all of the different factors put together on this one, on top of the fact that if he doesn't get injured, if he gets injured at the start of next season, he's probably locked into a $100 million possibly plus contract, where now who knows what his next deal is. Like, this is financially very expensive for him. It's just a really, really horrible situation.
0: Yeah, I I have nothing to say. I
1: will not make a joke. It's don't don't you dare make a joke. I'm not making a joke. I don't not not joking matter, Jordan.
0: I'm a very serious man. I don't make jokes at all.
1: So there's obviously that element of it where. That's my That was my reaction last night my reaction today is I actually just kind of feel more for Jabari more than worrying about, oh, what did the Bucks do the rest of this season? What did they do long term? Is that I'm
0: going to get J.O.B. starts?
1: <laughs> it really, but that is insane to me. I just kind of feel like Jabari is still Jabari. He's going to go through what he's going to go through. And we won't know if he can come back until we get to that point. We'll talk about, I guess, the challenges and, I guess, the precedents that have been set from other guys before in a few minutes. But it's... You've got to still assume he is Jabari Parker while acknowledging how difficult it's going to be for him to get back to what we've just seen. So I find the whole idea of, oh, no, this does this to the books, or, oh, it just means we tank... It's like, well, you know what? They might not really mean anything. Like the books could land a great pick this year and we could still be ruining 20 years from now the fact that Jabari Parker's injury stopped this team from reaching anywhere near to what their peak should have been. So for right now, it's it's Jabari, I feel, for most of all.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to have the, uh, the Derek Williams conversation again when that inevitably comes back.
1: I was going to tweet about that yesterday. Isn't that weird? Um, with obviously him signing with the the calves on a 10-day contract ringer ringer <laughs> it's like <laughs> i i saw a great man matt moore uh at hp basketball someone tweeted out i'm asking uh, what can Derek williams bring to the Cavs?" <laughs> and matt moore just he quote tweeted with don't say something mean don't say something mean don't say something mean um which is appropriate, which I think just shows just how completely ridiculous all of the – so many of the things that were said about Jabari when he was coming back from a torn ACL were. So if he does manage to recover, we can at least look forward to a second round of people saying dumb things about a guy who's working really hard to come back from one of the most serious injuries in sport. This brings us to the longer-term picture for Jabari the most important thing with all this is we can't speak in certainty there is there is no certainty and um, i think we've got some questions along this line these lines as well of well is there a precedent of guys who've gone through what jabari has and how have they done how have they come back the answer to that is really that there isn't um there are, are a couple of guys i think i came across three guys in the nba who have suffered two torn ACLs in recent years.
0: And in the same, same knee too.
1: Yeah. And they were all much, much older, like 10 to 12 years older than Jabari. And in two of those three cases, they had more than just a torn ACL as well. I mean, they basically, their knee was kind of obliterated. Um, another guy I guess you could throw into the mix with that who's only torn his ACL once but has torn his meniscus twice is Derek Rose, of course. So it's not any real solace when you're th- we're talking about a guy who's torn his ACL twice, but from anything we've heard, that is the extent of what Jabari has done, um, which I'd like to call that, oh, it's just you know, a clean ACL tear. Um, <laughs> doesn't quite apply. But... So fresh and so clean. To put it into context, we'll start with we'll start with Michael Red. Book fans don't need to be told about this one. Um, Michael Red, twice in the space of twelve months, tore his ACL. So, actually, I should have looked up how many games he played between, but he was basically just back.
0: Yeah, it wasn't much.
1: I feel this is important with Jabari too, too. Um, uh, it's not going to get mentioned because he just it's easy to go with the same knee of course the fact that it happened at the same knee is most likely down to the fact that there is a weakness there because he's done it before but jabari rehabilitated properly and he came back it's not like this was something that happened within a few weeks within a few months of him returning if he'd never had the injury before that move last night could have done it do you get what I'm saying with that? Like, um, yeah. Particularly as we talk about, it was nearly a replica of what happened when he tore his ACL in Phoenix. It was on Luke Babbitt, too. And, oh, who was and the one Silly against Babbitt. The, who was the one against the Suns?
0: P.J. Tucker.
1: Well, I, I think BJ Tucker is at least a real NBA player. I'll <laughs> give him Luke that. Babbitt.
0: Silly Babbitt.
1: But, yeah, Silly Babbitt's distracted me, but... <laughs> I think that's a part noting with Jabari as well. Obviously, same knee is because there's a weakness, but let's not make it sound like there was some kind of instant reoccurrence that you know, the idea that he hadn't done what he needed to do or wasn't quite working hard enough on it, that drives me insane. He's so far beyond that point. He was fully healthy and it happened again.
0: I think the other thing, though, that I haven't seen a lot of that we have to be mindful of he did break his foot senior year of high school. So he has three major injuries in the span of 5 years.
1: Somewhere around there? Yeah, but he's never had any he's never shown any adverse effects from the foot injury.
0: No, but I'm just saying it is one of these it's I mean
1: it's, you're it's talking a, about I guess a kind of injury prone label, right?
0: Unfortunately, yeah.
1: I don't think you can apply that, though, because the break in the it's foot... Not, yeah, it's not like... If, he, if like... he was breaking bones every time, you'd be like, okay, this guy, you know, maybe there's some sort of deficiency in his bones or he has some kind of weakness that this happens. Like, breaking a bone in your foot and then tearing a ligament in your knee, they're, they're completely unrelated. There's not even any yeah. kind of... It's not even one, as I said, like before on Middleton, where... Maybe Middleton could end up developing knee injuries because of his hamstring, or there's no real connection your foot to your knee. Just they aren't really related. The hand I don't even know
0: to the thigh bone. Uh, <laughs>
1: you know. I don't even know. Was Jabari's his left foot that he broke?
0: If it was, I mean, the,
1: <laughs> it's all if it I was, have we just need to take the leg off. off. I
0: mean. Why don't we just put his like left leg in a full cast? Why well, I mean let's go happen? Probably
1: anyway. that, that will possibly happen, not necessarily. Possibly. Um,
0: well, they got those new cast, you know, those not those uh, mummy type casts.
1: <laughs> just spe- speaking from my experience of having that injury, there oh, we go. I'm not. I'm not going into it. <laughs> I'm hate... joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that's. I hate the idea that it sounds like that. But <laughs> that's Jordan's just done to me what I do to him though his growing status, um, uh, but generally you'd be put in, you're in like a brace because you can't fully restrict the movement because you need the ligament to start to grow back and you need strength to come into it sooner rather than later. So it's even, Wait, post- tail. I'll, I'll take your word on that. So even post-surgery, probably not a full like traditional plaster cast. Yeah. Um, Getting back to though the idea of what the longer term picture could be. So, Michael Red, this happened to twice. Where I was getting to on this, Michael Red tore twice in the space of a year, which is basically an indication that it wasn't healed fully the first time, or a much stronger indication than in Jabari's case, and he came back too soon, it happened again. Um, but in both 2009 and 2010, Michael Red also completely tore his MCL. So they were ACL and MCL dual tears for Michael Red, twice in the space of a year, which he, makes it not so surprising that his career was effectively kind of over from that point. I mean, I he had two seasons of bit par playing once he recovered. And he retired at 32, 33, wasn't it? Uh, I think he was like 31. If right. answer your question...
0: To answer your question before, he played 18 games so okay. following his first ACL tear or first injury, played 18 games, he played 27.3 minutes per game. That's I mean
1: which you'd assume with that as well. There were early on he might have played like 10 minutes a couple of times. So did they then get to playing him 40 minutes within the space of like 500
0: million. minutes? That's ridiculous.
1: Mm. I do think the books have changed for the better in some ways it's fair to say yes so michael red is one example acl and mcl another guy who i've seen come up is baron davis oh yeah, yeah. baron davis once again um he one early in his career, right? One was pretty early on. He had a long spell without it, even though he wasn't quite the same. He never fully recovered from his first one. But then when his second one happened... Uh, that was like a couple of years
0: ago, right? I mean, that is what kind of...
1: I mean, a couple of years ago. We were saying probably 2013, 12. 2012. Yeah, somewhere around that space. Um, but when the second one happened, he dislocated his knee. Just kneecap, and that was what tore his ACL rather than I guess just a straight ACL tear again this wasn't just a, a clean ACL tear to go back to this once again there was something else involved and something else that caused it so a different injury and one that again effectively end Baron Davis career the other guy who comes up in this kind of discussion is Josh Howard Maybe interesting if he wasn't quite as old as he was at the time, because in terms of body type and position would have been the closest to Jabari. I think he was six, seven, two, 10, 2 15. Like a swing, Yeah, basically. Um he tore same span twice in three years, once the Wizards, once with the Timberwolves. From what I could see. And this is in retroactively reading all the reports from the time. His was ACL, ACL only on both of those occasions. But he was 31 and 33 at the time of injury. And if we're going to bring Derek Rose into it, I guess Derek Rose, older but still relatively young when he tore his ACL for the first time. But then, as I said, later has had two tears of his meniscus. I think Derrick Rose's knee is just generally shot in about every way possible. It's not just one particular element. I just, I don't know what exactly happened to his knee, but it's not particularly great. There isn't, there isn't a straight comparison. This is... This is new territory that Jabari is going to be coming back in in terms of someone with his level of talent at 21 years old already in the league. I'm sure you get guys who are stellar high school prospects and they do this twice in the space of a couple of years and they never make the jump from, say, college to the NBA. Their career is over really before it begins. But there isn't another guy who's been in this position. And with that, I guess... It means we can't rule out that Jabari can come back again like we've seen. The biggest hurdle, honestly, at least initially at this point, and to be even talking about when he comes back, because this is at least a year away, if not more, is going to be the mental side of it now, because Jabari talked a lot about how the mental aspect of it kind of troubled him as he was getting... Back into game shape and working his way back last year, it's going to be an entirely different issue when it's happened twice. And for a lot of athletes, that's a big problem. Is you don't know if you can ever fully trust your own body again. Which it's not that you decide not to be as aggressive as you once were. You just aren't because you don't want to be going through a year on the sidelines again, another surgery. I think that's that's the big question mark, is even if he gets himself there physically, he's also going to have to get there mentally. But at the same time, he has a lot of years on his side, unlike pretty much all of these guys. Is there any sort of glimmer of hope that you can take out of that, that at least we're not talking about, we look through the history books on this, and we're seeing multiple 22, 23, 24-year-old guys who've, done this twice and had their career end at 24. The guys who this ended their career, I mean, they were probably losing, say, their athleticism to begin with, and this was the final nail in the coffin. Jabari is still young enough that he doesn't necessarily have to be at that point.
0: I mean, as far as the not being able to trust your body element or the mental side, I mean, I'm right there with him. I can barely hammer a nail. I haven't really had a major injury. Um... That's, I, I, mean, I don't know. There, I guess there's a glimmer of hope. The fact that it's, it sounds. when you? I, I know you. You're not the only one to say say this because obviously, with the news, everybody's talking about how he's still 21 years old. But it still sounds so weird to hear that he's 21 years old because mm-hmm. you know this is the third season. Anyway, that does not answer your question. That was just, well, I, saw, I saw. I saw.
1: Can't remember who it was. Um, someone. Someone at SB Nation earlier.
0: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Ricky O'Donnell. Rick O'Donnell. This would have been his senior year. Senior
1: year. Like, really, when you put it that way, uh, you're kind of looking at, well, where's the difference between some guys who, you know, tear their ACL in, if not their senior year, they're finally in college and they're coming into the NBA. Like, it's it's possible. It is it is possible. Um, and that's what he has to think just to get himself through it, really. That's what the books are going to have to kind of run with um, throughout the process of it. But... That is like you don't feel that anymore, but when you see something like that, that's incredible that this would have been the senior year. We look at Malcolm Brogdon, the impact he's had on the team as a senior coming out of college. Like, that's really the point where Jabari is 24.
0: I mean, that's two years is a big difference, too,
1: right? Like, it's that's crazy. Three years almost, yeah. So, when you compare the difference in age between those guys, there is some sort of glimmer of hope here, and I think that's what Jabari. More than I we'll have to take out of it. Yeah.
0: I just think, like you said, I think the mental side of it uh, is probably the bigger issue, especially with any major injury. That's stuff we don't really see. I haven't gotten a chance to read the piece that came out today on The Ringer uh, that you mentioned. But even hearing stuff like uh, his trip to, I'm forgetting, the mountain. What was that mountain?
1: Peru. It was uh, in he Peru. Went to Peru. Yeah, he went to Peru. Um... But he, like,
0: the way he talked about that, it was like this really, like, if obviously it's a big trip, it's like a milestone, especially after an injury that he suffered, what, like six months earlier. But it felt like when you heard him talk about that, it was like a big milestone mentally because that is, again, there, there's more to this than just the physical effects of an injury like this. There's a mental side of it. And
1: and didn't he talk Dude. about that in a way where he kind of alluded to he had very little to no confidence going into that? Like he he wasn't sure if he was up to that and it was only yeah. coming out of it. Like he he was right at that sort of low ebb where it wasn't just, you know, this is gonna be hard. He he didn't believe in his in his knee and his body at all up until that point, first time around in his rehab process.
0: Yeah, I remember going to this is a weird memory but i remember going to the first block party and he came out it was he mentioned going like i'm going to go on this trip and we're like oh okay like (laughs) it was just like this random like throwaway we're just like oh like uh, that sounds cool or i don't know whatever (laughs) you know uh he didn't hear us say this obviously of course you know lowly citizens of the earth but um but then, like when it came out, and then the following, if you've read like piece, I know there are a few pieces that focused in on that specific part. But it was like this: when you hear, like, think about it now, where you to that day where it's like, oh, like, okay, have fun, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stay but that's, safe. that's
1: right. At that time, like to him, he was saying that in a public setting because he, at the time, was obviously feeling it was that big of a deal. Where to everyone else, it, it is just kind of like, well, great, that's nice for you, Peru, yeah. eh? I mean. What's the weather like there this time of year? Pack accordingly. I mean, like, yeah, your socks. that's that's definitely a valid point. I do remember. I must, I must actually look back. What was it Howard Beck? I remember a uh, a piece on Jabari's rehab that was actually quite similar to the ton profile that Howard Beck Beck just did. As in, there were kind of similar shots of him in the workout room and everything. I don't know why I'm feeling that was Howard Beck. There has to, I don't
0: think it was how there was. There has to be. Something
1: I remember one particularly good piece will say coming towards the latter stages of that. Um, same kind of you know what I mean tone to it, but for some reason I'm thinking it's hard Beck in my head. Uh, but regard that's irrelevant. I'll look that mm. up. Don't worry, I'll do that on my own time, people. You don't have to listen to be scramble around Google looking for that at the moment
0: <laughs> or Bing. Don't forget Bing.
1: I've forgotten Bing, I never really had been in my memory to begin with. Please, (laughs) There's obviously got to be a lot more we're going to talk about this in the next few weeks. Um, I would be very surprised if we don't find reason to talk about this again Mm -hmm. on Sunday. This is really... It's really what's going to define the book's next two seasons. Or this season and next season. Mm -hmm. This is it. And it's, it's and weird even to, maybe the, maybe the one uh, after that, yeah. because it's then, well, he's had the time under him. Can he get back to what he was? Like, that's a very strange place to be in, to know that that's coming. <sighs> you don't normally have that kind of clear, mapped out, this is how things are going to be. You just have kind of how you'd like to think they will be, but. Something as definite as this is kind of weird, so... Look, we will explore it in... endless painstaking detail, as we are prone to do with most things. For now, let's move on to the mailbag. We'll go through some of your questions. I um, think there's some that are more observations than questions, um, many that are the same. I'll just shoot through them, though, and we'll... We'll answer some, and we'll just go with kind of next on others, I'd guess. Um, from at underscore PWPWPWPW.
0: That's a lot of P's and W's.
1: Yeah, it's not really considerate of someone like me who might have to read it out on a podcast. <laughs> Minutes projection for Bezian and Tladovich. Mm. Where are they now? I
0: mean, I, well, that's...
1: Uh. I mean, they're going to take on most of Jabari's minutes. <laughs> Let's go 24
0: Let's go Jack Bauer, Jack Bauer. I wouldn't be surprised if that is the... like. It's like 23.5... And then twenty-three point five, like or
1: who do you I, I I was gonna ask you this, I know your answer, but we should actually talk about this because I feel like both of are gonna say the exact opposite of what everyone else is gonna say. Are okay, you um, ready? I touched on this a little bit <laughs> in my article I did on big questions following DeBari's injury. Who do you start Friday night against the Lakers? Who's your starting for?
0: Three, two, one. Fan maker it's gonna happen. The JB start, it's this is gonna be the JMB really? yeah. I mean, he has already.
1: Why? Why do that? I don't know. I, I take it back. We definitely don't have the same answer. Well, I'm not
0: this is my my preferred answer. Do is... you think it's
1: gonna happen though?
0: Yeah. I think yeah.
1: I don't I don't get it. I don't see it. I at this point I'm all for making tonda starter at the five. But I don't know why you go and mess with the four. I think even Dave realized. Look, he's going to be a five long term. Oh, if I have to look at Maker Henson front court, that's not fun. Um, Let's do it. Let's go. I, I think it's it should be Tladovic, and it's a no brainer. Yes. And that comes with even for the first time. I think I was critical of Tladovic in post game grades piece this morning. But the numbers hold up. The books continue to be so much better with him on the floor. Even in their worst losses, he ends up posting a positive plus minus. People are quick to dismiss that. But with Jabari out, you can't dismiss that anymore. My reasoning for this is, I think they're fine when you've got Yanis and Jabari. Even if you're a little bit congested, that you don't have the best of spacing. You've got two guys the teams have to pay attention to. The books do not have that anymore. It's all on Giannis. So it's going to be very easy to deal with the books. Just, you know, throw double teams Giannis away. Just cut off the paint so he can't drive. It's
0: James Johnson, and that's what they're going to say.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was looking out for that last night and it didn't happen. So, which made it all the more puzzling that it ever happened to begin with. But hey, good adjustment. Um, If you want Giannis to be able to go to work and have any chance of keeping this team somewhat relevant, The best way to do it is Mircea Tladovic on the floor. They play well together. Um, Just the gravity, the attention Mirza is going to draw. He's a floor spacer. I would guess that with consistent opportunity, he will start to shoot better than he has been because he hasn't really been shooting great. Jordan can't even defend that one at the moment, I'd say. But his his influence there, his influence is going to mean that they have to respect him on the perimeter and it stops teams from just Sort of folding in on top of themselves, packing the paint and cutting Giannis off.
0: You cannot forget the gravity. Giannis is the George Clooney to Mirza's Sandra <laughs> Mark.
1: Yeah, I can't, I like that analogy. I can't argue with that. I might have to Photoshop that up if they do go that way tomorrow. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> the other element of this then is Bees is on the bench. That is also a win because Mirce cannot dribble or pass, really. Um, busy can do both, even if he doesn't always like to pass. He'll be much better as a second unit creator than busy would, and they need his playmaking, they need his shot making. The second unit it just makes perfect sense to have Tladovic to just start a busy on the bench. I know hmm About let's say 70, 80% of the fan base have just decided they hate Taledovich and he's never going to be anything other than terrible. But he is easily the best option to start until Middleton is healthy enough that you can maybe go point guard, Middleton, Snell, Yana's center. But right now, I think it should be Teletovich. Um if it is Beasley, I think that's a very big mistake because you've no playmaking in the second unit really, and you've no spacing in the starting group again.
0: As I tweeted last night, when the major cat is away, the bees will play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he will play. He'll play a lot. But oh yeah, I'm just saying
0: play. it's gonna be. It is going to be firewalk with bees.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually cool with that. I want. Look, that's what I want to see. We're going to... That's how they're going to have to play. I don't have an issue with that. Um, It's just... I think he should be starting on the bench anyway.
0: Starting on the bench.
1: Yeah. I I don't have a problem if it ends up being that, say, he plays 28 minutes and Tladovic plays 20 minutes a game once Tladovic is the starter.
0: Yeah, you're... This is a, a favorite of ours. I mean, it would be... Starting Mirza, as, as a many pauses as it would bring, it is a Miles Plumlee, uh Delhi type starting. It's
1: every position on the books that isn't Yanis or Jabari when he's healthy or Middleton when he's healthy. It's exactly. the constant debate we have about like what does just a balance to your group do to, I guess, amplify the strengths of your best players and hide their weaknesses. And that's what starting Mirza does over starting Beasley. The next one, from at Alex underscore Koenig023. Does this mean in another nine to ten months we will get reports of a mysterious Vaughn broken ankle? I'll admit, <laughs> this reference, this joke, uh, did make me laugh at a time where I wasn't laughing very easily. So thank you for that, Alex. Um, <laughs> but to give a serious answer to this question. Yes. <laughs> Rashad Vaughn will be getting his ankles broken somewhere in China or Europe or Idaho or Sioux Falls or somewhere like that. Uh, hey, maybe let's have a D League team Maybe can
0: to sign him to the D League team.
1: That yeah, yeah, that's actually a really great idea. Let's let's just agree that they're doing that now. They could follow through and everyone's happy. Yeah. Because then I mean, if he well, does turn out actually, be terrible,
0: the uh, rosters will expand to 17. They don't really have to. He could be one of the
1: one of the sixty f- or seventeen Alex kind of guys, I can't remember the name for that at the moment. Yeah. Um yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. From Alex underscore 63 again, does this Barry injury affect Ton's men? I think Jordan has already given his answer. Yeah, I think he'll give more minutes to Ton if if not even for an actual opening positionally, just for the fact that, well who cares anymore what are we really doing here let's (laughs) let's develop our 10th overall pick
0: yeah the sheriff's got to get some time
1: oh it's it's glorious i'm (laughs) i'm so proud of this team what's their nickname from we need more of the nicknames around the team what we need to know i mean the sheriff is perfect for town. we'll Maybe we'll talk about that story in a little bit more detail on Sunday. Look, we've got other things. Sure, list is this, for example, D League franchise. A lot to talk about there. Middleton, Middleton. actually returning. Um, that Ton piece. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the Jabari piece. at The time Jordan will have read it by then, and uh, I'm pretty certain Tim Ray will be with us as well. So look, we'll we'll talk about After
0: the post game. Or,
1: well, we've also we have. I suppose you have. The post game, yeah, where that's that's a little clearer now than it was, or at least supposedly. Um, you may, maybe you, you were. I know you weren't. I know you are at the gym, so you may not have seen that. I'll fill you in afterwards. We don't. I don't want to even touch the post game right now. Um, and then on top of all of that, who knows what else might happen in two games that we'll have to talk about by Sunday? Um, the world could literally be falling. by – Scully's falling, even, by Sunday. So, yeah. Jason we'll...
0: yeah, Terry breaks a finger or something. I don't know. <laughs> that would be
1: terrible. I'm not
0: hoping for it. I'm just saying there's at literally... Point,
1: at this point, that would push me over the edge. The gates that have really
0: open. Not Jet. You have to protect the Jets.
1: Jet has been really good recently. Like, genuinely,
0: he was... People... I, I said at the time, he got a free pass from me after the J.R. Smith <laughs> getting an assist on that. And guess Jordan. what? He's been great.
1: He got a free pass from you on Media Day when he was, I think, mean, much like Beasley started to win you over on that day. Oh, that's but, true, yeah. Uh, both of them were pretty hilarious on Media Day.
0: And... Yeah. I also have a theory about Jet that may have to do something with the D-League team. I don't know.
1: Would this be my theory?
0: No, no, no it's my theory.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I have one that I guess. Yeah, yours is
0: serious. Mine is not. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: that's fair. We'll save that for Sunday. Come back okay. for Jordan's not serious theory and my serious theory on Sunday.
0: Serious theory is also uh, the third album. Turn up. Is gonna have up. <laughs>
1: uh, sorry. From at Atlander. How does this impact the contract situation with Jabari? Do they wait or get him for a discount extension this year? Um, this question was also effectively asked by Abrosif underscore Moran. Is that it? Yeah. We we had a couple of questions on this. Did they extend Jabari in the summer?
0: No. I don't think so.
1: Uh, As I roll on this, I don't think it's impossible, but the only way it happens is if Jabari initiates it, really. Like, I mean, if he wants... if he wants to talk on like a 70 or 80 million deal this summer, they might take that risk. They might say, you know, we believe in our, in our medical and training team. We believe in Jabari's work addict, that he can come back. And, you know, we're probably going to get an effectively a 20 to $30 million discount on it right now. It's not the ideal. I'd much rather they were just paying him in full and we won't have to worry about these other things there is a potential silver lining here that if Jabari does get back to his best and the books have signed him for a deal that's any less they were going to, the potential added flexibility that we didn't think they would have certainly won't hurt them, but there's a lot of ifs and buts involved in that. Uh, Most likely scenario now is really that they let him go to restricted free agency and they look at matching deals or um, go full Plumley on it and just give them the big offer, even if they don't have to match offer shoots.
0: <laughs> I think that's the is that the, the full Plumlee,
1: Tony Snell's fourth album. Yeah, I thought that was never. Uh, it's gonna be a dumb,
0: dumb joke. Full Plumley. That is. Oh man, why did I think of that? He's not even here anymore. Damn it! Full plumly That is him. Ah. Sorry to break away from joy, but full plumbing makes me mad now. I should have thought of it.
1: Yeah, so the, where, you, did you forget to like engage in the conversation there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Restricted free agency looks most likely, right?
0: Oh, yeah. 18. Summer of 18. Um, and plus, it would probably play best to their advantage to... Oh, I mean... Could I don't think it would.
1: Yeah, like they yeah, I think they're... It's a very tricky one. If I'm the books, I think I try to get an extension done this year and see if he's willing to take less.
0: But is I mean, that is not too dissimilar. To, I mean, I know this. We're talking. We're talking about different players and different injuries, but that is not too dissimilar to like what the Sixers will have to face this summer with Embiid.
1: Yeah, except I, I would say the only difference is they have nothing else, so they don't have like a Giannis that they're. You know what I mean? They're they're gonna give and beat the farm because I mean, what else do they have? He is their superstar, and they're gonna go all in on that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but you're right, and I think there are there are other guys who there have to be other guys in recent years who have had not to maybe this extent, but they've been injured coming into this period. They take a deal that's maybe a little bit less because the security is important. It's a very tough. I mean,
0: Steph Curry is the obvious one. Right, there's
1: the and if the books could end up in that sort of spot out of it, where everyone's going, oh well, look at the look at the ridiculous deal Jabari's on, but there is an element to it where it's very tough on the player. Like I wouldn't blame Jabari for playing it safe, taking less, and just being like. You know what, if this doesn't work out and my career is effectively done, or I'm not the same player in a year or two, at least I have at least I have a guarantee that, you know, hey, I'm able to look after myself, my family, do other things within my Chicago community I want to do for the rest of my life. And he can do that. He could do that taking a discount and still make a colossal amount of money. Um it's as I said, it's no No detail to be glossed over that in doing that, he'd probably be passing up on at least 20 to 30 million of what would have been on the table if he hadn't suffered this injury. But it's definitely in the book's interest to talk this summer. I don't, I'm sure this has been out there in certain sections of book's Twitter and will continue to be. This is no reason not to be planning on bringing Jabari back. You've got to bet on him, you've got to bet on this all working out still. You're not going to have an easy route to pick up an extra star of that caliber, unless, say, you do lose out most of this season and you win the lottery. And yeah,
0: I don't think I don't think an alternate or a makeshift plan within the next like four months doesn't exist. Is, but it doesn't. It wouldn't even sound as promising. We could all talk like, well, they don't have to commit to Jabari, and we'll find someone else. It's like. That's, that doesn't even, really go that way. I mean, who would they find? I, I don't know. But even with
1: that, time, time- timeline-wise, again, if to bring back that word, they could land the first overall pick, get a bigger superstar than Yanis or Jabari, and they should still pay Jabari because they're going to have the time cap-wise before they have to make those decisions, and you could end up in a place where you've got, like, four stars in your team, maybe five stars in your team. Like... There's no, there's no reason not to do it. They've got to pay him significantly, if not this summer, next summer, regardless. They've still got to take that risk. I think the only way it doesn't happen altogether is if they don't extend them. he comes back for the second half of next season and he tears his ACL again for a third time. And then they probably still re-sign him, um, but they're not going to be pushing the boat out to pay him mega money or give him a long-term deal at the very least.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd I'd be very very much focused on talking this summer. Um, Jabari might be just as simple as no. Um, <laughs> we'll talk next summer when I've proven I'm fully healthy again. You pay me what I deserve. But if he has any doubt, and because I mean, what has he earned up to this point? Five something. Yeah, a little bit more, I would have thought it was a second overall pick. Let's look it up. So up to this point. He's earned 10 million. I'm talking total. You were talking per year, right? Yeah. Which is why you were confusing me. I was like, uh... So if he just sees through the contract, he will have earned $20 million, which is no no laughing matter, but compared to what his next contract would be even after the injuries, you couldn't excuse the guy for just saying, you know what, I'll take what's still a very good deal and take the security that comes with it. Like Jabari on a 2 ACL discount right now is probably still a deal similar to what Chris Middleton signed the old cap, which was the max. It's only the fact that the cap is jumped in a couple of years between those two guys that would change it so you try to get it done but i think knowing who jabari is as a guy he may back himself the gambler from uh alex I'm scorching two to three again should we cut back a bit on yanis minutes casually work middleton back and let the record play out where it will
0: i mean that was already happening
1: well not Except
0: the,
1: the minute part. I, I would carefully manage Yanis minutes because you've nothing to gain from doing otherwise so Yanis doesn't need to be playing 40 minutes in any game there's no game at this point you need to win badly enough that Yanis should be playing more than 40 minutes um casually work middleton back very much so now i think this is we might have another question coming up about it this is well should they kind of should they really just take the foot off now with middleton and be like hey uh No, Middleton's not ready. No, I don't think so, because this is Middleton's decision. That's just as important for him as it will be for Jabari over 12 months from now to be able to build his confidence back up. And really, that's one thing that the books could do with learning in the next few months that they don't have to worry about. If Middleton could work his way back up and show that he's still the player he was, that would be a big weight off. Front office's mind heading into the summer, I would think. In terms of letting the record play out as it will, they're not really, they've no other choice. I don't think these players, this front office, this ownership group, are going to tank. Particularly, the roster isn't tool to tank, they still have good players throughout this roster. Players that mightn't be performing or getting the win total. That well, maybe they should be, but they're good players. So they're not gonna tank. They're just gonna be bad. This is the usage of tank for everything has just begun to drive me crazy. I was reading some stuff with other teams, I won't even go into what it was a few days ago, and it's just anything you listen to, anything you read, the usage of the word tank. Tanking has I feel only really happened twice in recent years. And it backfired in one of those teams, and that was the Suns, when they actually became good, even though they were trying to tank. And then, obviously, the Sixers. Otherwise, you get bad teams or teams who aren't bad, but offend themselves in bad circumstances, just losing. You know, just playing and losing.
0: They fall uh, backwards into, into, quote-unquote, tanking.
1: They don't really, though. They're just too... Hard. Well, I'm just I'm
0: just saying, as people appropriate... The I know, tanking,
1: but let's... let's... Cut that, because that's a that's I know. A Thank you. <laughs> There's one of Jordan's many great catchphrases. Uh, if you see him on the streets, be sure to shout it out at him.
0: No.
1: <laughs> From at Sundance kid 42
0: Butch.
1: If the books end the year on a skid, which lottery prospect fits best with our core ballsmith tatum isaac monk and they finished this question with thanks exclamation mark which is you know very appropriate for you mm. maybe they were shortened characters and couldn't go full thank you but um it's still it, it, it's a it it suffices it does yeah it's effective the exclamation mark does the trick on it in particularly. Yeah. um i'm the same spot i was last week when we were asked this and this is probably a spot that I may not be at again on one of these podcasts where I don't quite know about lottery guys yet. But uh, I think I have the motivation to change that now.
0: Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I think my answer is pretty much the same, except for Alonzo Ball.
1: Do you, like, a... do you like – do you like – I know him too. Um, but do you like Lonzo Ball from what you've seen? I know we've talked about the chipmunk shooting stroke. It doesn't – I don't feel very comfortable with it.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, well, I'll say my uh, true analysis, which is not really analysis. But uh, no, I don't.
1: <laughs> well, I'd say really before I've even looked at guys – I think my feeling this year is, and I'm not normally this guy. I'd be open to best player available. I don't know where it hurts the books. Um, I would rather not draft another. So, Look, I ide- ideally you want to get a point guard or a center who fits best player available. Um, I, I guess most particularly a point guard that would be, that would be the ideal. Um, for when you're on the board, but. Beyond that, I mean, like, if the best player now is a forward, knowing what we know with Jabari's future, you don't go, we've got Giannis Jabari, we don't do that. No, you take that guy because maybe you're going to need someone else at that spot. Um, Middleton is worse son if He can play different positions. Or maybe at some stage you need to trade him on or you can't afford to resign him. So the, there are elements, particularly with the news we now have and how it changes the long-term outlook. Best player available kind of will make sense for the books this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. From at WI All Things, odds Jabari ever becomes what we hoped for now. 30% max? Question mark. Um well I don't know this is, I, I don't I don't know how you set those odds like but I what the question
0: to... I mean uh, we already have seen him deal with this injury and he became the player that we thought he would be well after it wasn't until like this year kind of confirmed it that he was the scorer that we first thought he would become. Um I guess it has to do with expectations. Maybe, maybe not a superstar scorer, but a twenty-point-per-game scorer, that type of level that we're seeing right now. I think he can do that, but the uh, I don't know odds.
1: I was. mean, that's enough. Like, it'd be great if he's a thirty-point-per-game scorer, obviously. But I think when we used to talk about Jabari and the idea of him being that, we need him to be that because I don't think we thought Giannis would ever be quite as good a scorer as he's become. Like, mm-hmm. Jabari is a 20... There's nothing wrong with a 20-point-per-game score, and Jabari as that could just be perfect for the books. Like, ever becomes what we hoped for now. If he can come back and just be what he has been this season, that's that's nothing to sort of turn your nose up at. Assume everyone else around them gets better. That's still a really, really good player. And... I mean, okay, it's hard. It's so hard to put Oz on. This is something that... Like, I guess we're gonna wrestle with for. You're gonna, of course, you have to listen and read us wrestling with for the next year. But I just, I mean, I can't, I can't just say he's going to come back and be perfect, and I can't just completely bet against him either. Logic says this isn't the kind of injury you want to have to come back from once, never mind twice. But as we pointed out, the guys who've had to do it haven't been his age. He's got things working on his side with this so look let's let's hope it turns out well um, I mean just other way of putting it but plus to put odds on I mean if you ha- if I was pushed I had to 50 50 maybe it works out maybe it doesn't we're just gonna have to wait and find out Jordan's favorite odds are 50 50 perfectly just you know on the fence. From at Yann yeah, no underscore color 15, what precedent is there with other NBA players tearing the same ACL twice? We run through that one a little and you're looking at guys like Michael Red, Baron Davis, uh, who's the other? Josh, Josh Howard, Howard, wasn't it? Um, and then there are other guys who've had... At
0: Penny Hardaway tear. Maybe. It might have been like one major one. And I think then he might have been
1: like Rose and Torres Meniscus or something like that way um i don't know if he specifically tours acl twice even though i like there are i'm sure there are other guys but when i was looking i was trying to look at recent guys because i guess athleticism is so different but more than that because like treatment and i guess the care they get and the science elements have got so much better than they once were well, an injury like that that once sort of just ended a career is now something guys come back from and can be effective from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's like... If it, honestly, in recent years, Achilles injuries have been maybe worse Probably. in the NBA, yeah. where the torn ACL is, in a lot of ways, a worse injury. Um, it seems like teams have, and I guess the sports science world have got a handle on how exactly you should try to work your way back, rehabilitate, recover, and there's been more success with that. Another guy who's just come up to mind, um, not two ACLs, but I guess like Rose has been plagued by different knee injuries, definitely tore it once. Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, yeah. He had that weird yeah, two-surgery start... thing where they had yeah. a mess one surgery. But I feel like he did some other kind of pretty serious knee injury on top of the ACL. And... He, if that's, I mean, he's probably the best example of someone with multiple knee injuries who, although he does have frequent kind of spells where it will irritate him, like at the moment, he still finds a way to be very productive. When Galinari is healthy, he's, I mean, there's no comparison, say, with him and Derek Rose in terms of how they have managed to contribute relative to their potential post-multiple knee injuries. Mm-hmm. From uh Ryan Stone underscore Ryan asks two questions. The first one we'll do. Someone else asked too, and I'm not really gonna list everyone who asked this question. Uh, we'll dismiss it very very quickly. Will Jabari ever play in a Bucks uniform again? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. There's. I I honestly don't know what kind of timeline there is where he never recovers and they never give him another try. He could probably tear for a third time. and still go through a full process and come back again. It more impacts what his role is with the books, um, how much the books will pay him. Are they just going to give up on Jabari because he's got two ACLs? Is it like he's going to be? He's going to recover to a point where he can do basketball things. It's just how long and how sustainable that is, which we won't know until he gets there. Uh, right. Second question, which is. Much more interesting is Will Jabari ever play in the Bradley Center again? We're being told twelve months. If this is like Michael Red's second ACL tear, he missed fourteen months. That would put it very, very close to the Books' final game in the Bradley Center. It's definitely, it's definitely in play that you know Jabari may not play again for the Books until they're in the new arena.
0: Possibly. I mean, it might be for the best. I mean, I feel like at this rate, with the uh, long list of bad luck in injuries like this, um, I feel like we're like when the new arena opens and they tear down the Bradley Center, we're, we're gonna discover like the Bradley Center was built on, on a Native American burial ground. Like this curse, this cosmic force
1: that. That what year did they move to the Bradley Center? Eighty-eight. Oh wow, that's not even funny, Jordan. I think they should tear it down now and just
0: yeah, I know the the
1: things the... are really good up until like right around that time.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think they've been to the playoffs or one. What was the stat?
1: We did least, this recently. Um, like
0: three playoff series that since they've, they've
1: been the Bradley Center, I think. God, Lord. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> and they obviously hadn't had, I think, one fifty one season, and I'm going to say that sticks this year and next year.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Seems like a safe bet. Yeah. I mean, if if next year managed to be a 50 win season, we'd have a lot to be excited about what they could be when Jabari returns. um, Yeah. Tear it down. Tear it all down. Really? Tear, down,
0: mean, tear that baby down. Drill, let, baby, drill.
1: Let them play outside. and <laughs> I'm sure Jabari could direct them to one of his favorite hardcore spots and judge by that ringer story. So yeah, tear it down in that case. That's a good point I hadn't thought of. Um, from at us v the man. Thoughts on Jared Allen as a lottery target. This is all on you, Jordan. I have never heard of him before this.
0: Quick hitters. I have. I have not done a deep dive. Plays like John Henson got long arms and he's got an afro. So let's do that.
1: I don't know. That makes you want to do that, really?
0: Uh, no, no, I'm just saying that's as far as I have right now. That's as far as my my research has gone.
1: Yeah, I promise. Very very soon, we'll start to have real draft conversations, much more informed draft conversations. Um, we've Let never the made
0: conversation begin.
1: We've never made any any bones about not being college basketball guys until it's like draft season. Um, I personally, I, I don't I don't have a U.S. alma mater. I have no reason to care about that until I'm looking for guys who are going to play in the NBA. I th- I have zero reason to care. So until it gets to a point where it's February, March, and I really have to lock in, I don't pay any attention. And then I, I cram. It's like last minute studying for an exam. The next few months, I just cram in as much draft goodness as I can muster. So don't worry. That's all going to come soon. But right now, I mean... You might as well ask some chair in the corner of a room what exactly they make of. He's got
0: great feet. He can move laterally. Uh, shot needs a little bit of work.
1: Chair in the chair in the corner of the room was um, was Yee's former workout partner, right? Yes, it was. Also, the
0: name of his seventh album.
1: <laughs> oh, no, painting. There we go. Damn it.
0: It would make From more sense than al- that album name. Tier of the <laughs> <quarter> to...
1: <laughs> From a canine master. How many current players do you think will be on the team next season? Think they'll try and get more draft picks. I don't know how they get more draft picks. Maybe they get a second at some sort of deal if they traded Henson or something, but I don't I honestly don't know how they get draft picks without doing something they shouldn't do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no no more draft picks. Um,
1: a lot of a lot, I don't think you'll see too many of these guys not back. I think touching on or saying that it's likely they look to bring Snell and Monroe back, there'll be a lot of familiar faces next year.
0: Yeah, I think the only one in jeopardy for sure is Beasley.
1: Um and that, that would be more just as kind of you might be
0: And Jet, I guess you could include Jet. Yeah.
1: Technically both could come back. It's just in terms of salary wise, how to make that work. Beasley's gonna be so interesting when it does come to the summer. Does any team trust to pay anything to Beasley? You know, maybe it is some sort of scenario where the books can like be like four years, sixteen million, and that's like the biggest oh, thing. That anyone's gonna offer Beasley, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what he's gonna be offered. <clears throat> that caused <throat> a genuine spit take that did, no? I didn't have spit, but it that... choked more than anything. Yeah. Like. What do you think Beasley's gonna get in the summer?
0: I don't. I'm not in that headspace. Right
1: no, really. No. Just give me some sort of range. Don't have to be specific. <sighs> You see a team ready to commit years to him? Is that I guess the tougher one. You might get a team who give him like one year. I think he's
0: amount. just going to be like a mercenary type guy where he's like a one year type flyer.
1: I don't know. I think if he really kind of Cuz
0: why? I don't think teams are going to trust him enough to
1: I'd give him I'd give him multiple years on a on a cheap deal. On a cheap deal. I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't give him multiple years on a
0: if you can, if the listener can imagine me uh, holding a basketball to my mouth and biting it like Beasley, that is what I'm doing out. Right
1: that might be my favorite Beasley moment of the season just because I felt like he was he was letting that yell of frustration out for all of us at that time. He let out
0: he let out more than him just to yell. He he put some curses in there.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. But, I mean, he really – he went at that, and that was kind By of – By the awesome. way, if you – I said this to you, but
0: I don't think many other people caught it. Monroe looked like he was wiping away tears after they carried off Jabari. I'm – your main
1: – I'll have to watch. Well, I don't know if I want to watch that again, really. <laughs> but, I'm not
0: saying look at that, but i was saying, like, as they were returning from play, like, getting back into the game, he looked like he was genuinely wiping away tears.
1: Well that that photo that I tweeted out last night and we've used in a few of our articles today of Jabari on the ground and all the players over him. Like I, I think the only two faces you can see are Snell and Janus. Mm-hmm. But they're like their expressions are very much kind of it's not good. And it's that's interesting because it was this idea that, you know, it wasn't the worst looking injury. It wasn't that he was in so much discomfort. On the ground it was just he knew like you know this isn't good like he knew what he couldn't do rather than being like wow well, what's just happened and mm-hmm. uh jason kidd's comments i saw uh eric name of espn milwaukee tweet them out earlier and his comments of i think it was i think eric said charles gardner of the journal sentinel I asked him like what went through your head when you saw and he was able to say straight sure, away i just it went back to Phoenix. I was I was thinking of Phoenix again. That really says a lot for so much in terms of the way the players it's looked at it. it. If he's thinking that, it's like there was no real the games you were playing last night. Of oh well, we'll see what happens. Everyone knew instantly, and that was what it was. From at uh, n punt intended sp. Last three players to Terry ACL twice in NBA pretty much ended their careers. Baron Davis, Mike Redd, Josh Howard. Does the, Jabari's age or play style or Bucks' infrastructure give him a chance to break this trend? And we've definitely, we talked age. I think age is the biggest one, definitely. I don't know if his play style helps him break that trend. If anything, his play style probably works against that. If Jabari was like a perimeter guy all of the time, this would be less of a worry but you know he's going to go hard he's going to drive to the rim we talk about bully ball Barry for God's sake that's that's what his nickname became that's who he is as a player i'm not sure how conductive that is to playing on a twice surgically repaired crucial ligament and um, book's infrastructure i think the book's infrastructure in this sense is excellent right now yes i think the, i think it is the best thing about the organisation like, behind the scenes, if you're separating it from the likes of Yanis, that goes to anything. Like, that, that, you, it comes out so loud and clear in that ton piece.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: They're looked on incredibly well for developing guys, for how they take care of their guys. I have the utmost faith in that element of the book's organisation. So, I, I definitely think his age and his age and the infrastructure give him the chance to have a full recovery again. The question is more, will his play style undo that when he gets back onto the court? I think that might be the question, that those three things can't be put together. I think two of them fit nicely and the other one runs contrary to it.
0: Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree.
1: From a David Dunn 21. Seeing as how I'm done with sports starting as of last night, something has always bothered me. Does he say... What a year Hat has been in your intro. Did he get too excited and blow that call? Um, the he in this case is that it's on the championship Dusset. call. It's Eddie Dusset, isn't it? So
0: Edward that
1: So this is basically at the moment the books in the championship. I think it's the very first clip in our intro. So if you want to know exactly what uh, Davidson Twenty One is talking about, you can just. Just look at what what moment you're at in our podcast right now go back to the start and then come back to us and you'll hear it um i listened to this twice only i, I couldn't afford a third listen which i probably should have because it would have been a tiebreaker i heard what a year it has been once and i hear what a year had has been once it's not very clear i'll give it that much it isn't the only kind of weird muddled call in our intro though i think like, happy birthday, Jason Kid. This place is up for grabs. I don't know how smoothly that comes out. There, it took me quite a while before I was like, is it, this place is up for grabs? There's places up for grabs? Why would there be places up for grabs? Like, it's it's just very strange. We've talked about this before, but I'm not sure why that was the particular line that came out of Paschke's mouth for that one.
0: I'm glad it was.
1: So am I, but very, very strange. Um. Do you have any well if you're to cast the deciding vote here? Is it what a year it has been or what a year had it been? Just
0: for the sake of going with the more absurd answer, let's go with hat.
1: <laughs> Free hat. From at Jaris underscore 17. Is it time to fire kid and start building a new team so that when Jabari comes back, we can actually compete? Well, they are
0: building a new team, it's gonna be an Oshkosh
1: there yeah um Um, there there is a there is a serious and a valid element to this question just in terms of i don't know something we'll probably go into more detail on very soon on a podcast episode there are a whole host of factors that just mean the books have to really assess everything in terms of coaching direction bigger than jabari and that is the fact that they're about to Hire staff for a daily organization. So they're going to decide like exactly what their philosophies, their directions. You're going to decide what you want to go from top to bottom of your organization. So you have to know that you've got the right guy who you're keeping for the foreseeable future. Right now there's very valid reasons to question whether kid is that guy. So the answer is maybe it is time. Maybe. I don't know. And um, we've, Talk of this with Middleton, and it definitely now applies to Jabari. If they don't want to do that, they certainly have the excuses not to, as in six minutes of Jabari and Middleton on the court together this season. But I do feel like that would be a little bit naive and sort of cherry-picking, overlooking a lot of other stuff. Um, from Peter Fagan, Book's President's comments, i on to one of 5.7 FM The Fan today. We do know that on top of the coaches' meeting – that uh, prevented Jason Kidd from speaking out.
0: The basketball discussion.
1: Yeah. There was also the matter of Mark Lasry was there and had decided he wanted to have a slightly longer than usual talk with Jason Kidd. We'll get into all of that again, more detail on Sunday's podcast. It was about a celebrity game. That's Jordan's go-to joke on that one. Expect it to resurface again to avoid him from talking about the real stuff on Sunday.
0: You betcha.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As for when Jabari comes back, we can actually compete. That's a minefield in its own. There, as I said, they're gonna, they're still gonna be learning on the job at that point. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, Fletcher, Matt's twenty-two. Do we sit Middleton again for a few weeks to make sure he doesn't push himself? Now that the playoffs seem out of the question, it's a no on that. He's back. he's back. A- You've got, you got to work on back. That's, I should have used that. That's good. Um,
0: Now we reap the rewards. (laughs) Give it cash back rewards
1: card. From David on 21, is a hand reaching down to save us or are we imagining rescue as we plummet to the bottom? He's accompanied this tweet with a picture of the poster for the Robert Redford film, All is Lost.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the bottom.
1: <laughs> so we we're, yeah. we're imagining rescue, so as we pull it to the bottom. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: We're right now we're on we're on Imagine we're Robert Redford and we're trying to fix the side of his ship, or not a ship, his boat. When he's like, did he like put he, uh, the way he tried to refix that was a little shoddy. Shoddy, shoddy Redford.
1: a little bit harsh but yeah I can't disagree Um, look I mean I think we've got to be we've got to be at the bottom now please tell me we're at the bottom I I know there there are more things that can happen I'm just they can't actually happen what kind of world did I happen in (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: on that note um, the kind of world where Chris Middleton comes back and Jabari Parker is out for 12 months the same night <sighs> make sure to check out all of our work on BehindTheBookPass.com we're going to be all over this unfortunate news for the next few days um, follow us up Behind the Books for all sorts of bad jokes, reactions, whatever. Subscribe to iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud and add us on Stitcher. We'll be back recording on Sunday and uh, back out for you to listen on Monday. So not too long to wait this week. Until then, thanks for listening. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you.